The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Fromm Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things football. Jake, it's my favorite week of the year. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. to all of our awesome listeners out there. So much food, family, football, friendship fun whatever other f adjective you can throw out there activity uh it's the best man how are you dude doing great uh happy thanksgiving as well we have so much to be thankful for uh including our families including football put the scales away because yeah. it is time to eat yeah no question Let's do it. no question let's do it and if you want to make your thanksgiving even better Get on prize picks immediately. There is no better way to make your Thanksgiving more fun than to get active on prize picks. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT when you sign up. P U N T, PUNT. What does that do? It gets you a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. If you have not downloaded the prize picks app yet, one, I don't know what you're waiting on. Two, download it now, enter the promo code PUNT, throw 100 bucks in there, and they will give you. An extra $100. Therefore, you have $200 to play with on Thanksgiving Day. So while you're eating your face off, watching football, watching the World Cup, watching college basketball, you can put together now a six-pick parlay, which can play 25x. There is no place better than prize picks. That's right. Instant payouts went up to 25 times your money or 10 times your money with a five pick. The payouts are instant. It's the best site for daily fantasy. So download that prize picks app. Use the promo code punt. Follow me on social media. I will be active throughout the Thanksgiving holiday. And I'll let you know what I'm getting down on on prize picks. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend, Jake. There's no doubt about it. Let's start on first down with some college football playoff 
scenarios. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of attrition last week. Tennessee seems to be out. Uh, there's no doubt about that. TCU avoids a massive catastrophe and wins on a mayday field goal. We didn't really talk about that on Monday's no. episode. Uh, no timeouts. I don't know what the hell they were doing running the football in that situation. And then the field goal team runs out there, mayday, mayday, no timeout, executes it to perfection. That homeboy just split it right down the middle and they stay undefeated. So they have their way into the college football playoff. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it hot. But Southern Cal, they've got the pathway. Clemson, are they back alive? Alabama, do not, do not put Alabama out of the mix yet. There is plenty of chaos that can happen. And then, of course, could the Michigan or Ohio State losers still make it in there? Uh, I definitely think the Ohio State-Michigan loser definitely has a chance, uh, especially when they're going to be compared to maybe a two-loss Alabama. Um, But I have to go back to this. Uh, the TCU deal, the Mayday, yes. the tour situation. I cannot believe on Monday's episode you did not bring that up as a Sorry. specialist. I know. You should have been pumped up, thrilled. The execution was there. The Practice snap, every week. the hold, the kick. Absolutely. Every week. Every week. You got to do it. So um, that was great. Great execution by them. They stay alive. They stay in the hunt. Uh, USC wins. Man, uh, I'm just I'm thinking of these possible scenarios here. Oregon beats USC in the Pac-12 championship. They go to two losses. UNC finds a way to beat Clemson. In the, they, in they, the, in they, the ACC championship? In, no, ACC. UNC's out because they just lost to Tech. They're UNC's out. out. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, okay, never mind. Bad, bad scenario there. But maybe Clemson loses. They're at two losses. Um, so then you get the Ohio State-Michigan winner. Versus maybe a TCU who loses. Yeah. If TCU then, loses, they're out. They're out. Okay. Then your two loss Alabama has a chance to get in. I'm telling what you right now. I'm telling know. you but right there, now. But there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity. There is an opportunity that's out there. There's no question about it. Uh, I hate to bring it up, but it's just a matter of fact. Those things can happen. Alabama will be a live dog, as we like to say, on Selection Sunday. Certainly, you know, that type of chaos is capable of going down. But USC, will they be caught in a look-ahead spot to that Pac-12 championship game? They're playing Notre Dame this weekend. They're about a five, yeah. five-and-a-half-point favorite. Notre Dame's won seven of their last eight. That will yeah, be interesting. All, and USC's... USC's only lost this year at Utah. Utah went for it for two at the very, very end of the game. So it's going to be a great weekend of football. We will get to our picks. We'll go inside the five. But those college football playoff scenarios are very interesting because Clemson, believe me, Clemson, still alive, okay? TCU plays Iowa State this weekend. Granted, it's in Fort Worth. Iowa State's been known to knock off some bigger names, but they're four and seven this year, so – uh, I wouldn't think that's too likely. What do you got? I hate that Clemson is in the mix here, but they're totally in the mix. They were jumping for joy. Oh, yeah. Tennessee lost. Oh, yeah. This past weekend. Uh, because Tennessee would have been the definite favorite to get in if something in the top four uh, kind of messed up, somebody lost, uh, and all that stuff. Because they would have been the for sure fill in for any one of those teams. But now Clemson's got a chance. So give me a scenario in the Michigan and Ohio State game. Does it have to go to overtime? Is it a last-second field goal going each way? Um, How could one of them have a loss, not play in the Big Ten championship game, and still make it into the college football playoff? Because I guarantee you there will be some that say that's what should happen. 
you you know how you know how that happens uh, because your name is Ohio State um, and you have CJ Stroud. That is it. That's all yeah. the criteria needed. Um, I think if they don't lose by more than ten points, um, Michigan beats Ohio State. Ohio State doesn't lose by more than ten points. Ohio State will still find a way to be in. Okay. Because because we're Ohio State. Now, I can't say the same if Ohio State beats Michigan. Okay. Cannot yes. say the same there. I think I those two that. things are, are, are not quite the same, even though I think Michigan may be the better, more consistent football team, but I think the ceiling is higher for Ohio State, potentially of what they could be. Uh, so that's just my take on it. But, the TCU has to win in order for them to have a chance. Yes, yes. Speaking TCU cannot afford a loss. And Kansas no. State, I believe, because TCU in the Big 12, it's just the top two teams go to the Big 12 championship game. There's no divisions. Uh-huh. I believe Kansas State is sitting in that second spot. They're live. Okay. Kansas State's a good team. I mean, Andrew Martinez, they oh. can score a lot of points. That will be yeah. a very, very tough game for TCU if it does yeah. end up being TCU against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Keep in mind, a year ago, Oklahoma State win and you're into the college football playoff. They lost on a last second play, and the Big 12 was not represented in the Final Four. So that will be a big time circled game if it's TCU against Kansas State in the Big 12 championship with a college football playoff berth on the line. I agree just with for the record. Let, go ahead. Sorry, one, one thing. Well, we talk about the lines and betting it. TCU has been an underdog in like their last three games. Oh, I know. Vegas, Vegas just thinks that like no love. Something's up over there. Yeah, no love over there. Sorry, go ahead. No I did love. not mean no, to interrupt you. No, I totally agree with you. I was going to say I I totally agree with your Ohio State Michigan stance. If Michigan loses, I think they're out. Uh, Blake Corum, their star running back, he got banged up a week ago. Continuing to monitor his availability for the game this weekend, I, I guarantee you he plays. I mean, he's going to have to play. It seemed like it wasn't a serious knee injury. But Ohio State, with their flashiness, with their brand power, with their star power, and they've already done it before. They've already been voted into a college football <laughs> yep. playoff without playing in the Big Ten championship game. So I would certainly agree with that as well. If I had to guess right now, I think Georgia beats LSU, so they're in. Um, if Georgia loses to LSU, I would think that they still would be in, and I think LSU would get in, depending on a couple of other things. Um, Ohio State or Michigan, I, I still think Michigan might win the game this weekend. We'll get to that in a little bit. I think TCU makes it, and that makes that fourth you, spot really, really tough. Um, you think LSU can get in this deal? If they beat Georgia, I think they could, depending on some other things, depending on some other things, right? Like TCU yeah. loses, LSU wins, I think LSU goes in. Um, but I think USC gets into. Um, so if I had to guess right now, it would be Georgia, Michigan, or Ohio State, TCU, and USC. So I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 each get a team in this year. SEC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12. Be interesting. Hmm. Be interesting. I mean, and guess crazy. what? It's going to get crazy, which we love. It got crazy last weekend. College football playoff, it always plays out. And then, of course, conference championship week, where even more is put on the yeah. line. I can't wait, dude. It's the best time of year. There's no doubt For sure. about it. All right, let's go to second down. Uh, and this will probably start happening really, really quickly. And this is the question. How soon will coaching hires be made? There are a lot, a lot of coaching hires and availability out there. Auburn, Nebraska, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, um, possibly Ole Miss, right? There's some things that are going to start happening. Transfer portal early signing day for recruiting. 
you got to make a decision fast to get that coaching staff on campus, Jake, and start seeing what you can make out of a lesser situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really boils down to recruiting and uh, morale and getting just the, the the new people in the building. So the sooner, the better is what the uh, the heads of these universities and boosters, that's what they're thinking. The sooner, the better. So I believe sometime middle, late this week, and then ultimately really quick after these games finish up, we're going to see just this domino effect just start falling. Um, like we do after every season, getting into the bowl season, uh, just a bunch of craziness. Coaches leaving here, here. Some are going to stay and coach the bowl game. Some aren't. Uh, yeah. It's craziness. Um, and uh, I just uh, all this stuff going on. I'm glad that I'm I'm glad about the transfer portal in this sense because if coaches can just leave with all this on the table, take Brian Kelly for example, still having a chance to get oh. into the final oh. four last year and just ditches the team to take the LSU job. Yeah. I mean, it's just, man, this, some of this stuff just ain't right. So uh, I like the transfer portal in that sense, because if the coaches can do this and go make tons and tons of money, why can't the players just get out of bad situations that they were left in um, by these car salesman coaches who are just begging them to come and car pay for salesman them to coaches. Come. I like that. Yep. That's I like it. That. I, look, I, no disrespect to car salesmen out there, but <laughs> that's probably a compliment. Uh, yeah, uh, but dude, some coaches, uh, they're just just selling their hearts away, and yeah. some of it ain't good. Yeah, but sometimes take, those offers are just too sweet to turn down, uh, as evidenced by Brian Kelly a year ago. I mean, with an opportunity to make it to the college football playoff with a team in the school that he's been at for ten years, and he just says, "You know what, y'all? Thanks for your hard work." I'm out of here. And uh, now yeah. he's got a chance yeah, he, he, to get LSU there too. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's done it in year one. I still don't think they're that good of a football team in my own humblest opinion. Uh, but he just said on a whim, hey, I want to learn how to talk Cajun. So I'm going to go down to LSU. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> certainly, certainly interesting. Like you mentioned, I, I think Sunday night you'll start seeing some hires being made. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's going to be quick. Yeah, I think Link, so. Lane Kiffin, he said, I find these rumors to be hilarious when it being linked to the Auburn job. But where there's smoke, there's often fire. And there is a ton of smoke around that. Room. He, lo- he loves it. He eats it up. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just I wonder what's going to happen with that because the trickle-down effect on that hire specifically, the Auburn hire, if they do pull mm-hmm. from Ole Miss. Now Ole Miss is open. Where do they go? Um, it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens. Dion, yeah. am I, does Dion get into yeah. the SEC? Does Dion yeah, get into it, the SEC? If, it, if it's not there, then is it tech? Well, maybe it may not be tech. Well, then then where is it? Does, does Dion get a chance in all this? Who's to say? Who knows? Uh, my sources are telling me that Georgia Tech's going to hire Bill O'Brien, um, mm. Alabama's offensive coordinator at the moment. Bill O'Brien obviously fixed the Penn State program after that craziness mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, then he went to become the head coach of the Houston Texans. And now, of course, he's been in the Nick Saban rehabilitation program at the University of Alabama. 
Um, I would expect that to be the higher at Georgia Tech. That, of course, does not take a spot away from any other school. Um, but I would have to probably think as well that Lane Kiffin will be the higher at Auburn just based off what you're seeing on social media. And I don't really know where else Auburn would go. I think they mm-hmm. need that splashy hire. They need somebody with head coaching experience that's not really afraid of being out there. Uh, that wants to win the transfer portal, that wants to take advantage of NIL, and who wants to maybe make that next step in his career. If Lane Kiffin thinks that's a step, um, yeah. then I think he will be the guy at Auburn. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Two two thoughts on that one. I guess that does make sense because the new AD at Tech came from Alabama. He did, Jay Bat. Yep, okay. he was the deputy yeah. AD at Bama. Now he's the new athletic director at Georgia Tech. So I think he would probably so- bring some familiarity with him. It makes sense. They they bring their guys. Totally, totally get it. Totally understand. It makes a ton of sense. And then two, I just I would love to be a fly on the wall in all these booster meetings they're having at Auburn about who they got to hire. Uh, could you just uh, just to knock down oh. dragouts and arguments? We want Lane. Oh, you, we can't hire that guy. There's no telling. We can't control him. You know, yeah. Yeah. all this all this don't you know going on back and forth about the hire Lane to not hire Lane. <laughs> Ah, you know, are they going to do it? We'll see. Ah. The, the biggest thing that Auburn has to consider when making the hire is who is going to have the moxie, the football intelligence, and really the desire to slay King Saban. I mean, that's yeah. it. Everything that they do is a reaction to what Alabama has. Um, and I guess the question is, is if Cadillac Williams, who's the interim head coach at Auburn, if they well, were in doing? some way – some world able to knock off Alabama at Bryant-Denny Stadium this upcoming weekend in the Iron Bowl, what would happen? I mean, Cadillac essentially would solidify himself as a legitimate candidate to be the full-time head coach at Auburn, which would be crazy. But on the flip side, Jake, what would happen to Nick Saban if he were to lose to an interim head coach, Cadillac Williams? My thought is this, and I had a source tell me this as well. This source will know who he is when I bring this up. Say Hmm. Nick Saban were to step down or say Nick Saban were just like, you know what? I'm done. This is it. Do you think that Kirby smart would pull Nick Saban into his coaching rehabilitation program? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Saban could become an analyst at Georgia with Mike Bobo um, and all will Muschamp and all the other former head coaches, right? Get him into the Kirby smart rehabilitation umbrella. I think that could happen. Oh gosh. I don't. Oh, I, I, I think the guy would borderline die if he is not around yeah, or doing something he has to be around football. I just think literally his heart's just going to say, um, I'm through. That was all I had. And I'm done. Um, I, he'll, he'll move up the ranks um, in some administration AD. So? Alabama. I, he just, he totally ruins his, his legendary status at Alabama if he goes over to Georgia. Yeah. And, and not, yeah. He, lo- he loses all that status, all of credibility, and nobody – I mean, look, people – He ain't going anywhere ever. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, uh, the state of Alabama, the state of Alabama, and the closest he comes to Georgia is his lake house at Lake Burton in Raven County. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would probably agree with that yeah. for sure. But that game, Cadillac Carnell – it's cool to hear Carnell talk about – Cadillac getting recruited um, by, you know, or playing against Nick Saban. And then he talks about Saban drafted Ronnie Brown over me when they were both coming out of Auburn and Saban was the head coach at, at Miami for the Dolphins. So 
It was really cool. And Cadillac was like, I did, I did not yeah. forget that. Okay, well, then let's see what she had to bring to the Iron Bowl. And Bama, you know, beatable Bama. There's no doubt about it. Auburn's going to need something special. 100%. Auburn's going to need something yeah. special. So we will get into that game in just a little bit. But for third down, let's get to something that's very, very important, Jake. Tell me. It's our top four for Thanksgiving, okay? Yes. What is your Thanksgiving top four? I know everybody listening to this, it's Wednesday night. You might be making a grocery run. Uh, it might be Thursday morning. You're getting ready. You're putting your prize picks in for the early NFL slate. Maybe looking to roll that over into some action for the Egg Bowl later on tonight. When you sit down at the table, what are the four things you need? Top four Thanksgiving sides entrees whatever it is i'll start with you mr from absolutely thank you for giving me the floor on this one i get so excited i love to eat and my family does a incredible job on thanksgiving with the spreads uh multiple families house now granted i haven't been back yes it's been a while um but man i get to have some leftovers and then we have a rerun of thanksgiving meal on christmas eve so nice. we double do it. Respect. We love it. Uh, if you guys don't do that, I would hey, just, hey, y'all try it. I promise you'll love it. Uh, anyway, my top four starts with the first two out. So I'm starting at number six here, okay, is the green bean casserole wow. garden peas at okay. number six. Okay, I love them. Look, Me they're too. there. They, Me they, too. They got, they got a chance now. It's really good stuff. Um, you'll, you'll see a common theme here. It's all about kind of the crust here. As we move on later and later down my list, um, at number five, the first one out. Now I had a really tough time with number five and number four here. They obviously go hand in hand. At number five, I'm going to pick the dressing. I love dressing. It is so close to the first one out. Uh, it's very tough for me. It's the only time of the year first you really eat it. Wow, yeah. First one out. Yeah. It's very tough. Um, uh, gosh, and, and really while I'm talking, I, I might switch this one. But at number four, <laughs> okay. At number four here, we have the turkey. Okay. Now this. Controversial. be a little controversial yeah some people like it some people don't like it other people uh depending on what family we go to now we have the ham and the turkey so we have a little bit of both yeah um but i think a turkey done right is phenomenal yes okay mixing it with the gravy and having the dressing with it as well um it's about the turkey. It's so professional insights. These are professional insights here. Yes, yes. Thanksgiving wouldn't be Thanksgiving without the turkey. So they're in the final four. At number three, it's kind of an umbrella uh, number three here because I'm going to say desserts and list a few that I really love that I look forward to on my Thanksgiving. Number one, pecan pie. Number two, pumpkin pie. And number one, carrot cake. Love Carrot cake desserts. at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. I love okay. it. Carrot right. cake, love right. it. Big glass of milk there at the end. Really? Oh yeah. All I mean, right. look, All right. look, we don't two percent whole milk. What are you going with? Whole milk. All oh the way. my. We goodness. do not want to be able to move. Shout out after... Warner Robins, Georgia. <laughs> we do not it. want to be able to move after our Thanksgiving meal. It is on the couch watching TV, and we may get a little slight walk out in the woods down to the pond later that afternoon. At number two. Okay, so you know, I, I mentioned my crust theme here. Yes. Uh, had the green bean casserole um, and then the pecan pie, the pumpkin pie, and the carrot cake. You know, lo- I love a good crust. And we'll see it even better coming back to number one. I know I'm getting a little long here. Number two, nothing better than some good homemade mac and cheese. I totally agree. 
Yes. Gotta love it. When it yes. is done right and mama made it and grandmama made it. Yep. Grandma makes ours. Yes, of course. There's nothing better than some good mac and cheese. Uh, a little warm and even get a little good crust on the mac and cheese. It makes it all that worthwhile. It is great. Uh, and at number one, okay, this is me personally. I love it. And if you know me, you know that I love it. At number one, we have sweet potato souffle with the crust. It, it, I like brown it sugar crust, marshmallow oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. okay. So Hold big on. take on this one. Do not like the marshmallows. If you put marshmallows on it, that is some little kid stuff. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Wow. It's not good enough. It, it if it needs marshmallows. We got the crust, the brown sugar. I like it warm. I like it hot. Uh, you name it. I love it. It is dessert while I'm eating the rest of my food, and then on to some more dessert. Uh, sweet potato souffle is it for me. It is that time of the year during the fall when I know I'm getting it and I absolutely love it. You cannot take it away from me. And if you take more than I think you need, you're going to hear about it from me because that sweet potato souffle is mine. And that is my top four. People, that's professional breakdown right there. That is high-class analysis. <laughs> You're not going to get that anywhere else other than right here on Punt and Pass, brought to you by Jake Fromm. If you wanted to close your eyes, listen to him talk, and vision him at his Thanksgiving mm. dinner, his Thanksgiving meal with his family and friends, you just had it. You know exactly where he'll be mm. when he's grabbing the food off the line, getting ready to go mm. sit down, watch some football, and get going with his holiday. Strong, very strong. I'm going to start with mine. I'll start at the top. Okay. I'm going to go one through four. Number one for me, um, cocktail. Love having a cocktail at Thanksgiving. Mm, You know, give me some red wine uh, later on in the evening, maybe some brown water early while we're watching football. I'll crack open a beer. I mean, that's just what I do, man. Set the stage early, enjoy it, start feeling good, get the base right. Because you're uh-huh. not, you're about to go after it, man. That's what I do. I get going. So number one, tried and true, <laughs> cocktail, man. It's the holidays, right? You got little Love kids it. running around. Got to. That's it. Set the standard. Good that stuff. is my number one. Good number stuff. two, look, I'm a traditionalist. I love turkey. I really do. Mm. Done right, Love of it. course. The Respect way we do it. our Thanksgiving. Yes. Let's go. The way we do our Thanksgiving turkey. Um, it's my wife's grandpa's recipe, passed down, tried and true, on a Weber kettle. We smoke it on a Weber kettle with charcoals. Yes, people. It's awesome. Wow. It's fantastic. Wow. It's a great recipe. Right behind it, the stuffing. Love stuffing. Like you said, mm. hey, this is a once-a-year type thing. Maybe run it back at Christmas. I love the stuffing. Stuffing with the turkey, some red wine. Now we're talking. Four spot, desserts. You brought it up. The desserts, because they play at any time of day, okay? You get that beer going at noon when the first NFL game starts. Those desserts start making a little appearance. You can snack one. You're good to go. Right around the meal, if you're feeling a little frisky, you can go turkey, and then you can throw that spoon up north a little bit, snag some dessert. And then all night long, like as soon as the dinner's done Uh until late night, now the Christmas Mm. movies start coming on. Desserts Mm. play. They play. They're good. Next morning, you make the uh, the gobbler, the leftover turkey sando. Mm. Dude, Thanksgiving's the best. So that's my top four. Number one, cocktail. Number two, turkey. Three, stuffing. Four, desserts. Dude, I do not discriminate. Stuff. I do not discriminate at the Thanksgiving table. I will eat anything. The only thing I really don't go for, though, and it's just a family thing because it's never really been around, like cranberry sauce. I just That's just not for me. Dude. I, I was going to say the same thing. If yeah. there's a if there's a one that has no business being around, I was just going to say the cranberry 
yeah. sauce and stuff. I just, uh, man, my, my brothers, they love it. Uh, I'm just kind of okay with it. Um, and then I don't know about y'all and y'all's family, but Friday that, you know, after Thanksgiving, Friday oh. is huge oh, Christmas yeah. ornament, stuff out day, hanging Christmas lights. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, takes it, it back to childhood. You just know it's coming. Uh, and you just better get your mind right because it is make mom happy day. Yes. Uh, getting the yes. Christmas stuff all set up and looking good for December coming up. There's no doubt about it. And you're totally right. Also, this Friday, USA versus England in the World Cup. So we got a lot going on. A lot oh, going on. Cool. And if you want to make that game even more fun to watch, you got to jump on over to Price Picks. They, of course, have all the World Cup props up on the board. Go to Price Picks, down the Price Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And guess what? Since this episode's coming out on a Wednesday and Thursday is all about family and fun and football and giving thanks, DB's Freebie is here. That's right. Hashtag DB's mm. Freebie. And our awesome partners at Prize Picks, they're giving you literally a freebie because on the board right now, Justin Jefferson's receiving yards total is a half a yard. Do you think Justin Jefferson's will get one yard? Yes, of course he will. So we're going over Justin yes. Jefferson's a half a yard. We're going under Saquon Barkley, 83 and a half rushing yards. That's going to be a great game at the Cowboys. And in that same game, Dak Prescott over 250 and a half passing yards. NFL DB's freebie. This is a Thanksgiving pod. Justin Jefferson over a half a reception yard. Shout out prize picks for that free square. Saquon Barkley under 83 and a half rushing yards. And in that same game, Dak Prescott, Cowboys are catching their stride over 250 and a half passing yards. Let's just make a little money on Thanksgiving. Easy. Let's Easy. do it. Hashtag DB's freebie. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, let's go inside the five. We'll wrap this thing up. Great slate of games this weekend. We'll start in the Big Ten. Number three, Michigan against number two, Ohio State. This game's in Columbus. Jake, it's at noon on Fox. Mm -hmm. Ohio State's a seven and a half point favorite. The total is 57 points. Ohio State, seven and a half favorite, you said? Yep. Wow. Uh, Gosh, this one's going to be tough. I I think uh, Michigan... I just I think they're going to be more motivated for some reason. I think they're going to be more motivated to win, prove they're here to stay, to be a big deal. Um, I think Harbaugh wants this one, and I like Michigan in this one. But like I've mentioned before on this podcast and the one we did earlier in the week, Ohio State just has the ceiling. If they can play, yeah, as good as they want to play, I don't think Michigan has a chance. But I like Michigan being the more consistent football team coming to this game. Uh, and I think Michigan's going to shock the world here on this one. All right. You know what? I am pretty much on same line of thought as you. The biggest question mark, of course, is Blake Corum, Michigan's star mm-hmm. running back. Uh, it seems like he avoided a serious injury. I would assume that he will do everything in his power to play. Both Michigan and Ohio State coming into this highly anticipated matchup limping a little bit i mean michigan escaped illinois a week ago osu battled maryland couldn't really put them away they've been shown to be beatable or at least where you could slow them down first time both of these teams are playing this matchup undefeated since 2006 a college football playoff berth is on the line there's two big factors here one michigan and jim harbaugh got this monkey off their back a year ago they beat ohio state in a big way 42 to 27 so they can go into this knowing hey we're capable of this but the key number here is 30 30 Mm. why because ohio state is 89 and 0 since 2014 when scoring 30 plus points 
Will Michigan hold Ohio State to under 30 points? I think so. I'll take the five and a half points. I think it's a close game. Um, and I think it's close enough to where the talking point afterwards will be, will the loser still have a chance to get in to the college ball playoffs? So give me, excuse me, seven and a half points. Michigan gets seven and a half points in this matchup. So I will take the dog. Let's go to the battle of the Palmetto State. South Carolina at Clemson. Look, South Carolina riding high, just whooped up on Tennessee a week ago, 63 to 38. And Clemson, look, their defense is starting to play pretty, pretty good. They have a shot to make the college football playoff. This game's on ABC at noon. Clemson is a 14 and a half point favorite. The total Mm. is 50 and a half points. Jake, can Beamer, can Beamer ball show up two weeks in a row? The beam team. Uh, see, I, I in my head, I see this one going one of two ways. Either South Carolina has this Cinderella finish to the season, beats Tennessee, one loss Tennessee, then beats one loss Clemson, or, or they absolutely get murdered uh, in Death Valley, and it's just a blowout. And the emotions, the feel goodness that they had this past week just just gets flushed down the toilet. Yeah. So. I just I see it going one of two ways. I don't know exactly which way. Um, I think I like Clemson, you know, with fourteen points there on that one. But uh, I just I, just like you said, you said it. Uh, I think on Monday, you just don't know what to get out of South yeah. Carolina. The only thing consistent about them is that they are inconsistent. inconsistent. Thank you. You just don't know. Um, so I'm gonna flip a coin on this one and just say Clemson's just gonna boat race them out of the stadium. <sighs> I have to agree with you here. Um, South Carolina, why are you the way that you are? I mean, you looked so good a week ago. Spencer Rattler looked amazing. But the week prior, you scored six points against Florida, and you got absolutely smoked 38-6. to You beat Texas A&M, which was a big win for you all at that point. Then the next week, you lose to Missouri 23-10. to A sign of a great team is being able to do it over and over again. A sign of a great team is being able to beat a really good team like Tennessee, turn around the next week, beat your rival Clemson. I mentioned it on Monday's pod. It's the first time since 2018 that South Carolina has traveled to Death Valley. Clemson's going for a series record eighth straight win in this rivalry. Clemson's defense really stepped up. Yes, Spencer Rattler flashed brilliance a week ago. Clemson's got the outside shot at the college football playoff berth. I'll lay the 14 and a half. I'll lay the 14 and a half. I think it's a big spot at Clemson. It's a big number. I don't know. I can't trust South Carolina. So you and I are on the same side there. All right. Clean old fashioned hate. Georgia Tech at Georgia. This game's at noon again. Three games at noon on Saturday. ESPN. Georgia's a 35 and a half point favorite. This is crazy, Jake. The total is 57. Man, what this rivalry used to be. What this were you the quarterback when George Pickens mm-hmm. threw that guy into oh. the uh was that oh, yeah. you? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that's just an all-time clip. I hate Georgia Tech, by the way. Oh. Um, I, I hate them in the sense that this rivalry means so much to me. All three of my brothers-in-law went to Georgia Tech, Jake. Uh my oh, wife's nice. brother went to tech. My sister's husband of 10 years went to tech. My sister's husband of six months went to tech. So I'm surrounded by all these guys during the holidays. It's always fun to just whoop up on them. I tell you, it, it means a lot to me. Uh, I wish, I don't know. I wish, and I don't wish that it, it meant more uh, because that would have mean that would have meant that we lost to them or had a close game, which I never really had against these guys. Uh, and the only thing I really remember 
was just uh, my last year of just watching George throw uh, his punch at that guy and just thinking about next week in the SC Championship. Oh, no, George, what are we doing? You can't do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, um, 35 points. That is crazy. Uh, I'm curious to see what the weather is. I think Saturday's supposed to be like 55, 60 degrees. Nothing crazy. Uh, No, that's nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, we'll see. I I hope they really pick it up and have some momentum going in the SEC championship game. Even though I don't think LSU is going to be able to hang with their stuff, you still want it to to feel good when you do it. Um, That that one's 35 points. What what do you think? I mean, dude, I don't know know if Hex is going to be able to score. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I said last week against Kentucky. I was like, I don't know if Kentucky is going to be able to score, which they hardly did. But I certainly they didn't did. think Georgia would get stopped three times in the red zone. Um, so, again, Georgia has been covering. Now, what will the thought process be in the second half of this game is in a comfortable situation? You got the SEC championship a week away. I mean, do you just shut it down? Look, I, no, I don't no, know. No one, no one Kirby, probably so. Yeah. 35 and a half, dude. That is a ton. I mean, you're thinking 42 nothing, but then if it's 42 nothing and tech scores late, they win by 35, you lose. Right. So like that's <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's probably the, what will happen. Yeah. Uh uh Georgia Tech coming after or a big win this past huge uh, win Saturday. They beat North Carolina, a nine and one football team, yeah, who had everything in front of them as well, very similar to the South Carolina Tennessee situation. Um, so I think they got a little mojo, not enough mojo. Uh 35 points scares me. So that's just, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at there. Um, you know what? I'll lay the 35 and a half. I, I just have oh, to boy. do it. I would feel do I would it. feel gross if I did anything else. I'll lay the 35 and a half. I think Georgia takes care of business in a big way. And again, I think it's because one tech won't score, two, Georgia in the red zone should be able to improve on what they did a week ago. All right, let's go to the Iron Bowl. Auburn at Alabama. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Cadillac Williams uh, on a two-game win streak on the Plains, heading over to Tuscaloosa. Bama's a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. This game, it's always like, dude, forget the records, throw everything else out. It's the Iron Bowl. Look what happened a year ago. You're going to need a heroic effort from Robbie Ashford, Jake. Uh, Maybe Tyler Front can sneak into the end zone. Dude, hope so, man. I... I think Auburn's got a little bit of magic in the air going on. Really? Okay. Yeah. Man. Okay. Now, will they be able to hang with them stuff? I don't know. Uh, do I think Bama's going to win this football game? Yes. But got a little bit of part of me. Take those points. Says to take the points. Uh, dude, you know what? You just talked me into it. That Bama's or that, uh, that Auburn's just got a little bit of magic going on in the air over there. Old Cadillac's got them boys. Something. Boys rolling, man. Must like be it. something in the water. I'm going to roll with you as well. Give me the 21 and a half. That hook is important. Again, three touchdowns. That's a whooping. Uh, but if you get yeah. the hook, you still win. I agree. There won't be any quit in this team. What will Auburn do in the first series, that first 15-play yeah. script? Like, that's going to be really, really telling. Cadillac's, Cadillac's got nothing to lose. They'll have four or five trick plays. You watch. They'll, I mean, they'll be having trick play after trick play after trick play. Because he's got nothing to lose. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. Yeah, dude, can't wait. Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. So, fighting Cadillac Williams, take those twenty-one and a half mm. points. That'll be a good one in Tuscaloosa. No, let's round it out. Notre Dame at USC. USC clear path to the college football playoff. Now, this game's at seven thirty p.m. on ABC. SC's a five-point favorite. 
the total 62 and a half. Notre Dame has won seven of their last eight. Southern Cal just won a thriller last week against UCLA. I think they're like plus 21 in the turnover ratio, dude. Think about that. USC is plus 21 in the turnover ratio. They have averaged 47.2 points per game in their last Mm. four games. I uh, And I like this game even more for USC because it is at home. I don't like them. Uh, West Coast boys going to play at Notre Dame if that was the situation. But I like Notre yeah. Dame coming uh, and playing USC at home. And, man, the turnover margin, that is that is huge. I watched a lot of that USC-UCLA game uh, this past week when we got to the hotel. Um, dude, Crazy, I, man. And, man, yeah, I, I just big fan of Caleb Williams. Uh, I think he's he's got incredible arm talent. He uses his legs just enough to get out of uh, sticky situations. Um yeah, we'll see if the USC defense can stand up against Notre Dame's kind of run game and, and what they're doing with that. But uh, I like USC in this one. I think they have the their destiny in front of them. Win and you're in, baby. Yeah, good point. Uh, Caleb Williams, elite. I think the Heisman race is pretty much set between C.J. Stroud and him, Caleb Williams. USC just beat a ranked UCLA team. They're playing a ranked Notre Dame team, and then they'll play a ranked Oregon team next week. So if he wins those three games in good fashion and puts up some gaudy numbers, he's going to have a great case to win the Heisman and also get SC into the college football playoff. Can Notre Dame limit Caleb Williams through the air? That's the biggest question. Travis Dye, their starting running back, he got injured before last week's game against UCLA. They had to rely heavily on the passing game and especially some of those shorter to intermediate routes. I think the Irish slow this game down. I I really do. I think they're going to stay on their defense, muck this game up. Here's the thing, though. USC, this is your classic look-ahead spot. They know that it all depends on next week, Pac-12 championship game. So I think SC wins, but I'll take the five-and-a-half points. Yeah. You can kind of reference this game with the Notre Dame-Ohio State game we had. At the beginning of the year, yes, did not look pretty at all for Ohio State. Yes, this was a long time ago. Yep, um, at the beginning of the year, but it just some food for thought. Little little reference point there. Food for thought. Plenty of food mm. this week plenty. on Thanksgiving, and that is your Thanksgiving pod of punt and pass. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at from jakepuntandpass.com. Jake. Man, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for putting in the work. Commanders take on the Falcons. Falcons. Hey, now in DC. In in DC. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So there you go. It's a homecoming. It's a Thanksgiving. The Georgia team heading up to take on Jake Fromm and those Commanders. And we will certainly be watching all weekend long. Plenty of football to take in. We appreciate you tuning in to us. Be sure to download the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Check us out on social media all weekend long. We will be getting active and having a great time. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Happy Thanksgiving to your family and friends. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. 
and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 